This is Harrison Boyle from your New England Free Jacks, and you're listening to the Jacks Rangers podcast. Huzzah! Huzzah, Rangers! This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers show. Welcome to episode 49. Got a good show for you this time around, but first, let's talk about our friends over at Storm Along American Hard Cider. Storm Along Cider, real craft hard cider made in Massachusetts. All of their ciders are made with 100% high-quality, fresh-pressed, locally-sourced apples. Taste the Storm Along difference and get your hands on some today. Use promo code TJRS for 10% off your first online order at their website, stormalong.com, or check out their locator to find retailers near you. All right. First up in this episode 49 here, we have Daniel Mejia. This is part two with Daniel. We previously had him on a couple months back, but wanted to get him back on. Really enjoyed talking to him about youth rugby efforts down there in Providence. Also, uh, we had on the, the Flying Dutchman, Stan the Man Vandenhoven, who is down in New Zealand. It was recently announced that Stan will be a part of the Taranaki squad for the NPC, along with two other Free Jacks, Jesse Peretti and Mills Cereveni. Really enjoyed talking with Stan. He's had quite the rugby journey going from the Netherlands to New Zealand and then the United States, obviously, with the Free Jacks. So saddle up. Let's ride into episode 49, presented by American Hard Cider Company, Storm Along. Hit that theme music, baby. Woo! Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers show. This is part two with my buddy, Daniel Mejia. Daniel, how the heck are you? Been doing good, actually. Uh, you know, uh, summer's kicking in. Um, mm-hmm. Youth rugby is, uh, is is peaking right now. Uh, yep. You know, the, the free Jacks. Yeah, you know, we can talk about the free Jacks. Yes, uh, I, I had I had a. I had a truly fantastic time. This was this is a really it was an awesome, awesome, awesome season. Mm-hmm. Um, how it ended, you know, I'm I'm still coming to terms with that. We can talk about it a, a little bit later. Uh, yeah. But uh, all in all, you know, you know, surviving the apocalypse, holding down a job, raising kids, you know, enjoying rugby. So all in all, doing good. <laughs> For sure, that's good to hear. So in the first uh, part one that we had with you, I want to say that was a couple of weeks back at this point. We went through your background of how you found rugby, where you're from. Uh, how you got involved in youth rugby, all of that sort of stuff. So for those folks that did not see that, I highly recommend you go back a couple episodes and check that out. It's on our fa- on our YouTube page, uh, so I highly recommend that. It's also, of course, in audible format throughout the podcast that we do here. But my first question to you in the second part involves, you know, I know that you've been involved in youth rugby for a little bit now. What's been your most rewarding moment? Is there like a kid that, you know, could barely kick a ball and is now excellent uh, with your help and stuff like that? I mean, what, what is that defining moment for you uh well you know uh you know those defining moments of when the kid can finally finally understands what it means to run to catch Mm -hmm. the pass that that happens literally every day um uh the 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 the, you know their neural pathways are being laid down their agility who they are is is literally hour to hour minute to minute definitely week to week it's being defined as you see it so you Mm -hmm. you see you see that 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 change happening uh and a lot of these people a lot of these young folk have never played rugby before so it's it's a totally new thing now some of them can take sports and activities they've done before and see it 
you know, transfer it into rugby and you see that mm -hmm. aha moment. So those, those, yes, absolutely. Those, those are really, really rewarding, but rewarding for me, I'll say two of them. One was, so I started coaching with the Rentham Barbarians. I was them for a while and, mm -hmm. you know, my heart goes, uh, my, my, you know, all my love out to them. They're, they're absolutely amazing. If you're in that area and you have kids and, and, you know, you, and you want to give uh, rugby a shot, yeah, you know, you, you can't, you, can't you can't do much better than the Rentham Barbarians? Um, For sure. Uh, you know, there's all the all the programs in in Massachusetts and Mario really are really tightly knit. They're doing really really well. So um, leaving the Rentham Barbarians and starting my own program in Providence, uh, that was a uh, that was a you know that was that was a moment that was uh, that was big. Um, it was it was a lot of fun to finally say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do. I'm going to take what I know, what I learned from mm -hmm. them, and 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 try to bring it over to Providence. Uh, the other most rewarding, and I'll be honest, and and I, and and really, I can I can remember just about every single one of them. I'm not going to I'm not going to number them, uh, name them all out loud uh, because sure. it's it's something semi semi personal, mm -hmm. to a certain way. But when a parent steps up and they say, hey, listen, you know, we're having a lot of fun. How can I help? You know, can, you know, can, you know, can I bring water? Can I bring whatever it is? And then, and, and me being able to say, Hey, you know what, you know, your, your, your kid's going to be here for a while. Why don't you run uh, warmups for practices? Hey, why don't you, you've been here for a little while now. Why don't you run like these three drills? You know how those work or these activities, I shouldn't say drills, but these three mm -hmm. activities that kids really like, even, even like, you know, sharks and minnows, everybody knows sharks and minnows. Hey, right, right. do you want to shark, you know, one of the progression of sharks and minnows uh, and their eyes light up. And it's like, when you have that moment when, you know, you know, what a good program looks like, you know, that not, not just what it looks like in meaning in, in meaningful activities for the kids mm -hmm. and how that's going to progress them through the stages where they're in, but you know how the program, you know, what a healthy program looks like because their parents involved, their friends involved, there's hugger mm -hmm. ruggers that are, you know, rugger huggers that are involved. Right. Parents that have never played rugby that have nothing to do with rugby, getting really, mm -hmm. really, really involved, you know, and I tell them, look, you're, you're the bill Belichick of, of <laughs> right. rugby right like he he never yeah. played rugby he never played rugby he he was involved on the back end in the coaching side straight through that was that was his strength that was his passion i mean look where he is right now right mm -hmm. so that's that's what i tell these people it's like no 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 and, and a lot of times like oh i don't know the sport and all this and it's like no absolutely not you you are the next bill belichick i love having the conversation so that's that's a really that that to me is an, emo, an amazing moment because it's scary to be the one that's running, quote unquote, running the whole thing, mm -hmm. um, because once once you start getting bigger and bigger and bigger, um, you have two age groups, three, you know, uh, third and fourth grade, fifth and sixth grade. Those are separate groups. Okay. Um, when you have enough kids and now have enough coaches to be able to say, hey, why don't you know, let's 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 we'll we'll be together for things we can do together. And then we're going to separate so you can focus on that age group. So the older kids don't get bored and the younger kids don't get overwhelmed and everybody's staying in that perfect, you know, that band of like awesomeness and rugby. where You're not too bored or you're not turning off because you're a little bit too, um, you know, there's too much stimulus. You're 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 you know, you're not shutting off either the boredom or being overwhelmed that mm -hmm. you know being in that band and when parents stand up like i remember very very clearly 
the moment that some of these parents st- stood up or, or like, you know, walk up and, and they're, you know, they're just being supportive parents and they're in and don't realize that like, no, 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 no. Like I need support too. You know, I, I need the parents to step up and say, Hey, what I can do to help. And I'd be like, Oh, oh boy, let <laughs> right. me tell you, yeah. I'm going to start you with this and then you're going to do this and then you're going to do this. And before you know it, by the end of the season, you're going to be running an age group and you're going to have fun because then, your kid's going to be that age in that age group for two years and mm-hmm. you, you get to have that extra time with your kid. You get to hang out there and have fun. If you're a rugby sure. lover, then it's just, it's just, I mean, you couldn't ask for more. And then as the kid moves up, you're going to move up with that kid. So you get to spend some really quality time straight through, you know, sharing, sharing, you know, this, this passion for the sport for mm-hmm. as long as, you know, as long as both of you uh, yeah. remain, uh, you know, enamored with the sport, those are really the moments. And, and I know the the parents that are helping me right now. I remember the moment in the conversation where I was like, "Listen, yeah, absolutely. I, not only do I need your help, I want your help. And this is what makes a club. This this a club is not one coach and a bunch of kids, you know, or, yeah. or, or one captain, one coach, and 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 a bunch of free checks. Mm-hmm. No, it's like it's 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 the whole package, you know. Everybody, you know, with the same vision, you know." For sure, itching in their, their their bit and being part of Stone Soup, you know how can we make the whole thing better and better and better? So th- those are the moments. Sorry, I'll wrap it up all into no, you're into, good, into into you know the little the little the little story we just went on. Um, when those people that I'm that I, that I'm doing this for myself, but I really but I recognize that I'm doing this for others, mm-hmm. and when they step up and they say, "Hey, you know what? Let me help you." You know, this is a lot of fun. I, I trust you enough, not only to be able to bring my kids here, but I trust you enough that, hey, I want to get involved in it too. And it's like, yeah, that's awesome. Let's yeah. Do it. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's got to be a huge win, you know, for sure. When you're, when you're not only you're, you're impacting the kids, but you're also like flipping a switch with the parents. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I'm a big uh, supporter of collegiate rugby. I'm on the board yeah. at South Carolina. Um, but I really want to get more, you know, not just donating, but more involved in youth rugby, like pay more attention to it and stuff like that. So um, as the Jacks Rangers show, we're going to go down to the, uh, the Bay State games, which I'm sure that you're familiar yeah. with. Yeah. On the 30th of July, we're going to be, I don't know, we'll maybe do some, um, you know, I know I know for sure that we're going to be promoting it, for, um, you know, prior to the event. Maybe do some live streaming. We'll see what happens. Maybe live tweeting from the event and stuff like that. But uh, I definitely want to get more involved in, in promoting youth rugby. The reason I bring that up is because, you know, the United States has been awarded the World Cup in yeah. 31 and 33, I think it is, um, for men and women. Yeah. So, what the reason that's so important with youth rugby and tying it together, and I'm sure you're shaking your head, you know exactly what I'm talking about, is mm-hmm. the kids that are involved in youth rugby right now will be the stars of the Eagles at that time. Can you just kind of speak on that a little bit more and how important it is for people to get involved right now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- think about it. Um, and you couldn't have said it any better. I'm just going to reiterate it because I love to hear myself talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, 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 it, and it's something that I tell the parents and something – something that i tell the coaches and something that we like talked about we talk about uh at the free jacks uh uh games and festivals with friends is um you know the myro like you know, a lot of the coaches we know each other we go to yes. the jamborees with one another we, we 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 know the pain that everybody's going through so uh i have i have a lot of love for uh you know just all the coaches out there and we, we're a pretty tight-knit family too um 
and it just hit us, you know, like there's, there's whatever it is that you have to do to motivate you to be able to, to put on a great program. And the one thing that I used to hold on to is, um, I've, I've got these kids for an hour and a half, right? Maybe two hours, depending on the practice. This may be the best time that this kid is going to have, not just for the day, but for the week, right? Mm -hmm. This kid might, might really like rugby a lot. And this may be their best life for the next two minutes. And if I don't have a practice that's really well thought out, really well planned out, I don't know that if I haven't worked out all the details, how the drills are going to work, how they're going to transition, where I need to have the cones. If I don't, it's a performance. If I don't have that all laid out, I'm taking mm -hmm. what could be the most passionate two hours of that kid's life for maybe a couple days, maybe the whole week, if they really love rugby that much. Right. Um, it's on me to be able to, 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 to make this, this kid have the best time of their life. And that's what I tell like the, the coaches before we have, you know, practices or every now and then, cause we have coaches practices, you know, at the uh, pub, <laughs> at the pub, we get together and, and I make <laughs> right. it clear. Like that's that, you know, that's the one thing that energizes me to be able to do the best job that I can do at being able to ensure that I give these kids and these parents, most of these kids, the best experience possible because I want to share rugby with them. And the thing that I've been able to start sharing with the parents now uh, and the coaches is literally what you just said. It's like these kids that we're seeing here, you know, that are coming to the free jacks games and that are doing the free jack, you know, sevens at halftime or before because mm -hmm. they had that 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 um that session where they were doing um uh games and activities before the game. These kids that we're all seeing and, 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 and we're seeing, you know, every other jamboree, some of those kids that I don't know which one it is. Yeah. Okay. But the Northeast, we've got a lot of good rugby out here and we've got good no youth goodness. rugby. Yeah. Um, looking at right now, the Eagles for the men's and the women and the fact that there's, there's a number that are from the Northeast, right. And mm -hmm. some are free jacks. Some of the free jacks are from their Northeast bot rows, you know, they he's from, yeah. he's from the Northeast. Some of these kids that we're looking at are going to be on home soil representing during the, you know, the, the first time that the United States has ever hosted the World Cup, the Rugby World Cup. And it's it not only do I now want to make sure that I have the best practice available so that that kid is having the best time because it's what they've been looking for the entire week. Mm -hmm. But now I really, really owe it to them because I'm the thing that's standing in the way. If, you know, if they love rugby that much and they are, you know, they, 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 they have the agility, the, 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 the desire, I'm the thing that's standing in the way of them being able to be representing the U.S. on home soil. So right now, all the resources, all the re as far as I'm concerned, all the resources that we can direct to ensuring that we have um, like a real shot in the arm for rugby in U.S., should be pointing to the kids that are playing rugby right now and That's that right. are just doing flag. And it's not a lot. It, it These programs don't need, a, I mean, you can always throw more money. You could always use more money, but in order to be able to just be an effective club, youth rugby doesn't take that much. And if resources are being volunteered or resources are being poured into youth right now, mm -hmm. we are doing the best thing possible so that when the world cup, comes here 
it's just it's just you're gonna see it just bloom. We saw it with it. We saw it with the soccer uh, right. uh, cup when it came in the mid '90s in the United States. Mm-hmm. Soccer had been growing. Soccer had been growing. Soccer had been growing. The World Cup hit the U.S. and now every town, you know, it it, it the it's, you know there's it, like 30 professional teams at the teams, highest exactly. level. Exactly. You, you know, I, I'm from Charlotte, the Charlotte area, and Charlotte yep. just got their franchise this year. And if you look at I mean, obviously they play at a football stadium there with the yep. Carolina Panthers play. Mm-hmm. But the entire lower bowl, which is thousands and thousands of people, and by the way, the fan sections go absolutely nuts. It is incredible sure. what it's is going on. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, yep. for sure. And, and, you, and you can see the rise. I mean, look up the statistics. It's the, They're easy to see the popularity of rugby in the United States. And then also mm-hmm. the kind of the return on investment of – sorry, for, for soccer – shot up in the mid oh, yeah. in the mid 90s and it was really you know the the world cup was a huge shot in the arm and we're always talking about you know the u.s being you know the sleeping giant i, I don't know when the giant is going to awake but i know that the alarm is definitely going to be going off during the world mm-hmm. cup and yep. nothing would be more amazing than being able to have like a really 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 great i mean look at japan what they just did this right. past world. i mean that was just mind-blowing people were going nuts the stands mm-hmm. people were in tears they were absolutely elated mm-hmm. um you know and we have the talent to be able to, you know, to, to yeah. pull off something really, really, truly special. And, you know, if we start paying attention, you know, uh, channeling resources, time, treasure, whatever it is into youth rugby right now, you know, we nothing is in the way of being able to have a truly, truly, truly special, uh, you know, World Cups when they come um when they come to you to, to the United States, both for men and, you know, obviously for women who already Absolutely. have a very strong program. Yes. It's it's extremely exciting. You know, we, we've talked about this on many, many shows over the years about regarding like just the amount of athletes that we have in this country. Um, as long as if they can just get a rugby ball in their hand at a younger age, yeah. we're going to be unstoppable eventually. And that a huge part of that is, you know, youth rugby, obviously, as we're talking about here. Um, let's switch over a little bit here to the Free Jacks. Um, let's talk about them. I know in the last episode we talked about how involved they are, which is fantastic in youth rugby yes. in New England. Um, you know, they visited uh, your club as well. Um, they go all over the place. Um, and anytime they're called upon, they will show up and help with practices and all of that. They do a fantastic job. But what was your favorite memory this season uh, overall for the Free Jacks? This season, um, well, I, I am spoiled. Uh, I had a chance uh, twice they came to Providence. They came mm-hmm. to uh, the Y. Um, were some kids that had never seen rugby and some of the kids that I brought over there, we had a great, uh, a great time mixing it up. Um, and that was special. That was really, really, really awesome. Uh, earlier in the winter, uh, the president of rugby Island set up something, uh, um, for that included high school and free Jack showed up for that also. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, most recently it was a middle school. Um, and, and they showed up for that also. So those three, those three events were just, mm-hmm. uh, it's just mind boggling because I, the other thing that was incredible is, uh, they showed up, uh, midweek and, uh, all of them, all of them were started. No, 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 no. Wayne was injured, so okay. he did not start that week. But every single one of one, every single one of the guys that showed up were starting that week. And then we also had um, uh, Jenny Cronish show up uh, to, yes. the, to the winter to the winter camp, and she was not starting that week, but she was starting like in two weeks 
in England, in the UK, yeah. uh, which was just, it was just mind boggling. The, the commitment uh, that this organization is putting forth to being able to, to help at the grassroots level, which is really, I mean, that's kind of been the ethos of at least US, you know, US rugby, yeah. um, uh, you know, the, at the grassroots. So it's kind of like they, they've really, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, it's an evolving, changing, you know, uh, you know, making it better every single iteration type of situation. But it looks like they've really taken to heart the things that you need to do right to make the biggest impact. And they're putting, you know, their money where their mouth is, or, or better yet, they're putting their players where they're, mm -hmm. you know, where, where, where it's going to make the biggest, biggest impact. Um, so, th yes, those, those moments were really, were really amazing because it energized me to continue doing you know mm -hmm. what I've chosen to do, what I, you know, what yes. I want to do. But these, these are the little things that keep you, you know, that that give you that boost, you know, that say yes, you know, there's no way I'm ever going to stop uh, doing this. The the um, the festivals, uh, you mm -hmm. know, the home games, those are just amazing. It's like the meeting of the clans. You get to see everybody all yes. over again. Everybody yep. comes together, and I could say yes, you know, this this one was great for that. That they were all fantastic uh mm -hmm. some of the moments you know just left a you know a knot in my throat because you know we pulled it through <laughs> right. at the last minute some of them left a knot in my stomach because we didn't pull it through at the last minute yeah. um uh, i i uh, if, if if i had to if i had to pull one uh, you know it probably is the one where the kids um uh we're asked to come play at halftime and uh, the, 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 the Providence pirates, which, which I coach right now, we're a fairly new club. We were, it, it was early in the season uh, and we were able to get, I think like six or seven kids out there and they're running around. I'm refing for them. Oh, it's a mix of, uh, you know, everybody's mixed. The pirates are playing against pirates mixed together mm -hmm. with everybody else. And I think that's probably the one that's probably the, the most significant thing that, that really stands out in, in my mind. The fact that, you know, these, these young kids that I'm, 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 I'm introducing rugby to, and it, it's my fledgling club, you know, it's, it's slowly yeah. growing. We're doing well, you know, they, they drove, you know, in, in, in kind of cold weather. Uh, and it was a little iffy. They drove all the way over and I was sitting there sharing a, you know, a professional field with them, you know, and they're looking up, they're waving at their parents and uh, awesome. it was just, Very it cool. was just really amazing. So that one just completely, cause you know, um, you know, it's it's the kids that I know and I've known for for a long time because you know they, they grew up in in, in the area, for sure. For them, that's awesome. Um, let's talk about the pirates for a moment. Uh, how many kids are involved at this point? Um, where do you see it going? And is there synergy between uh, the youth club and also the Providence uh, Rugby Football Club? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's funny. I would like for there to be more synergy between the Providence men and women and the youth, mm -hmm. but everybody's you know. Time is limited. You know, there's only right. so, you know, you can do anything you want. You just can't do everything. Um, sure. the, the province men and women have been fantastic. They really have been wonderful. Um, they've come in mass to some of the practices that I've asked them to come to. Um, a lot of times our practices conflict with their practices. We're in a different field, so they're not going to, they're right. not, you know, they're not going to be able to help us with that. Um, sure. But they've really been there, you know, square one every step of the way, um, you know, trying to help in every possible way they can. Some of the old boys are, are coming over and, and, and becoming coaches, uh, which is nice. which is really, really, really nice, really. Um, but but it is two very separate universes. It's two very, very, very different universes. And, uh, you know, um, through talking with coaches uh, around the country and around the world a little bit, actually, um, 
there's there's a split between whether youth coaches want and youth programs want uh, the adult uh, you know the the men's and women's to 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 be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're talking about two very 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 different universes. Um, um, the, the the men and women at this point is well, but any club really, any club is focusing on doing the best they can possibly do. Providence women, we are so proud of them. Our older sisters, they won the national championship, so they're focused one hundred percent on doing. Yeah. They're looking for that one, two, three percent, you know, to be able to, and they pulled it off. You know, it, it really the 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 score lets you know just how hard they had to work to be able to 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 pull that off. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you know it, that you know, that universe of we're working really, really, really hard after practice, we're going to hit the pub for like, you know, a pint or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure that it's the healthiest environment for, you know, you know, nine, 10, 11, 12 year olds to be, right. in, you yeah. know, and, and that's not to say that there isn't an overlap. That's a huge overlap, but really the mm-hmm. focus is very, very different. Our practices are extremely like I needed to, I've coached college men and women. I've coached senior men and women. Um, and the joke is that I've been, you know, I, I think I mentioned it last season. My entire life has been preparing me to be able to coach youth. Right. You can't talk as a coach. Like if you, if you talk for more than like 20 words, you've lost them. Mm-hmm. They're out chasing butterflies. They're, they're pinching each other. They're on the floor. They're rolling around. So if you want to teach them, uh, you know, if you want to impart on them a new skill, you got to figure out a way of doing it that they have no idea that they're being taught a new skill. Um, and and when you're coaching like, you know, senior men, senior women who are on the road to nationals or at least right. they're on the road to having an awesome time that Saturday and then hitting mm-hmm. the pub afterwards, like yes. you're going to sit down. They're focused. They are, they're 100 percent focused. Now, you know, you can't sit there and talk. But if you want to go over a game plan and we're going to tweak the game plan a little bit and you, you know, I need you to fix your line a little bit. You need to be doing this a little bit more than that. You can have that conversation with them. You can't have that with kids. You absolutely Absolutely. cannot. It's all, it's all going to go to, to, it's all going to be a mess. So Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say how many kids currently and where do you guys practice all that sort of stuff? Uh, The website that you go ahead and throw that out there for us. Yeah. So on, on Facebook, I, 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 I've narrowed in, I've zeroed in on uh, Facebook. The easiest way to find us is Providence youth rugby in, in in Facebook. Uh, I guess that's what the boomers, you know, all the boomers (laughs) are on Facebook. The kids have less, but, but the people that I communicate with every single day, the the people that I need to tell that, Hey, practices are on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. And Sundays, Tuesdays is five thirty to seven, and okay. Sundays it's nine to eleven. Those are the parents I need to tell. And the thing is, um, you know, it's hard to get a field. So every month I'm having to go to a different field. You know, oh, like wow. the perfect field that I'd love to be every single, you know, two days a week, three days a week for the next ten years. I don't get that field. I'm not going to get that field. That field's, I don't know why I don't have access, whatever. Fields right. are very, very, very hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it, it, the, the season fluctuates. So what, I, what I'm doing with the with the Providence uh, uh, Pirates, and, uh, and we'll see how long I can keep this up. Uh, I'm doing a spring season, uh, summer season, uh, okay. fall season. And if I can, I, if I could get away with it, I'd do a winter season, but that I can't get away with. Um, and 
um, and it's always Tuesdays and it's always Sundays. Uh, it may change at some point, but I like keeping it exactly because it just it's it's ingrained that in people's minds. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, it's not on Saturdays whenever possible because that's when adults play. And if I keep it on Sundays, maybe they'll, you know, they can show up and they can help out or they, you yeah. know, they, they can bring their kids, you know, because they were busy playing on, 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 on Saturday type of situation. Mm -hmm. Um it depends on the season, and it's what I tell the parents. Like a kid should be, you know, should be, um, should have lots of different interests. And I have, you know, three seasons. So if they have, you know, baseball that they really love or soccer, whatever, go do those things. We'll be here for you. Come, you know, go. Don't you don't have to be with. In fact, you shouldn't be with us every season. You should go do other things. Go have fun. Go do Boy Scouts. Do whatever it is. Um, yeah. You know, Lego camp. Go, go, go. Do other things, and then hopefully, out of those three seasons, you'll have one that you can come. So. Absolutely. Like right now, we've been having like 20 kids, you know, at practices, which is a nice number to be able to get what I want to get done. Very um, good. Uh, other seasons, we're up to like 40 kids, which is really, okay. really nice. And now the thing to remember is, you know, um, uh, depending on how big your club is, uh, the age groups are broken up. Third grade, fourth grade is one group. Fifth, sixth middle school and then high school is broken up into like into like varsity and junior varsity so that you don't have like you know the the, the kids it's you know the oldest kids you know hitting the the, the first years yeah um so if, if you're focusing entirely on flag and transitioning you know into middle school you got three different clubs three different ages so three different teams each one should have about 10 maybe 15 kids at least maybe you know you know 15 would be nice yeah so a healthy club should have you know uh, at least 20 start moving up you know into like the 40s 50s and 60s uh if you have high school you know you probably want to have more than just you know one side you want to have like yeah. two sides you know to be able to really play against one another and it's easy to start you know a, a youth club in your town uh if you're interested and there's no other clubs around you it's easy to start you don't need that many kids you really don't um, and it's and if it's flag, particularly if it's flag, you don't have to worry about a lot, a lot of that technical stuff, you know, for the tackling, the rocking, how to do it safe, yeah. how to be effective. No, just start. Start the third and fourth grade group. Mm -hmm. And as you get better at coaching rugby, they'll start getting older. And then you'll have time to then pick up and say, OK, well, now I'm going to do middle school so i better figure out you know how to be really good at coaching you know contact mm -hmm. um so yeah it's it's easy to start the numbers should, are, you know are, should not be that intimidating if you got if you got a kid and a couple of buddies uh you know go ahead and start it you were talking about the high school teams a moment mm -hmm. ago and it made me think of my origin story with rugby i found yeah, rugby on, yeah i found rugby on the internet um small rural town in north carolina outside of charlotte Nobody knew what rugby was, essentially. Um, started my own team, learned the, the, the laws of the game, uh, got about maybe, let's say, 20 people at one time to, like, try to figure out yeah. what we were doing, you know. And from there, I moved on to Charlotte Rugby Football Club. So, okay. yeah, it's it's pretty wild to think about. I mean, most people of my generation didn't pick up a rugby ball until college, but I was a little bit earlier on just because I stumbled across it on the Internet. So Awesome. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, let's talk. Let's shift gears back to the Free Jacks for a moment. Yeah, you know, we make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. We get that first round bye. Right, season yeah. was amazing. Best overall record, longest streak in MLR, all of that sort of stuff. It comes to an abrupt end though against our hated rivals. Uh. So. 
my question to you is, and, and I, I see you groaning because it is, it's, it's awful, it right? It still hurts. Yeah. Yeah. It still hurts for sure. Um, were your expectations met though, overall? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and it, 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 when you, you, you take half a step back to, to, um, um, kind of what I was saying earlier, uh, um, like you can tell how healthy a rugby club is, um, not by looking on the field and seeing how, what the score is, but looking in the sidelines and seeing mm -hmm. how many rugger huggers there are there, how many right. families, how many kids are watching their mom and dad play, uh, or how many parents are watching, you know, their, their, you know, their, their kids play like the, 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 the the supporting cast if there's a huge supporting cast there you know regardless of whether that team is gonna lose for you know 10 years straight you know that that program is doing really 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 well mm -hmm. and that's a thing that makes me extremely um hopeful about uh the free jacks the the atmosphere uh the camaraderie um i'm just walking around hours before the game has started um is amazing you know it's yeah. it's 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 the festival feel of being able to be there with a bunch of friends you know uh, somebody explained it you know they're on their way and they're like rugby friends rugby yes. friends they're getting more and more excited as they're getting close to, you know right, like rugby right. friends and it's funny because i started chanting that to myself it was approaching you know you know my, my drive my drive's not very long mm -hmm. uh, but as i was getting closer and closer i could hear you know me chanting that in, in my mind so were my expectations met uh my my expectations were more than met um mm -hmm. how they did on the scoreboards the wins and everything i think i think it's what i wanted to see now did i want it did i want them to win the whole thing of course you want them yes. you want to see them yeah. win the whole thing you want you you both you know when when they first started and they hadn't played a single game i was like oh yeah we we're going all the way but you know <laughs> it's you know it's bravado you know like right. you, you yeah, know yeah. you're just talking nonsense right mm -hmm. um after the season you know the first season you could tell that there was there was the pieces there to really yeah. really make an impact, and of course I wanted them to go the whole way. But the farther you saw them going, you know the the way they were finding ways to win in situations where they sometimes got themselves into trouble, sometimes they yes. let the other team in back in. Um, but it was just really encouraging to see that, you know, whether we were going to have really great line breaks, uh, whether we're going to play a, a really hard-nosed game where, like, the ball was just, we're going to be in the right place. We're going to create our own luck. Um, yes. Whether we were going to, you know, just tear it, you know, chip away, go up the middle. We're either going to spin it wide because we do have the talent to spin it wide. Whether we're going to use, you know, just that incredible kick to just strategically just break the, you know, the the will of the other team over time because the strategic mm -hmm. kicks were, were just yeah. pinpoint accuracy. Yes. Um, would I like them to be a little bit flashier? I, as a coach, no. You know, as a fan, probably. Um, mm -hmm. But they mm -hmm. had their moments. You know, yes, every game, did. every game, they gave us a moment where you're like, "Oh my God, did you?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also every game was like, you know, what is it that that's a uh, what's that saying that that's a game for the that's a game for the purists? I think they say whatever. It's just like you know, it's 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 you 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 see how strategically they're just. They're playing this game that's it's like a boa constrictor. Little yes. by little, they're just yep. going to destroy you. Yep. Um, so they blew away 
it was nice to see that they were doing everything right to blow away my expectations for what was going to happen before the game, yes. what was going to happen in, in the culture around the game, um, their commitment to, you know, to their fans, to the youth, to, 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 you know, being open to, to all people there. Um, mm-hmm. The, the, the expectations of the win loss. Yeah, absolutely. was amazing. Was it, was it heartbreaking to see them go down in the way that they went yes. down against yes. New York? Oh my God. I, I don't, I, I, I watched that game like four times in a row that weekend. I went home and I just watched it. Uh, then I watched it a couple more times. Um, I'm, I'm still digesting exactly, you know, what were the opportunities lost, you know, and, and, you know, yeah. and I, you know, I, 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 I tell my kids, you know, the referee is like the weather, you know, you can't yell at the weather. It doesn't make a difference. You're playing right. to the weather. If it's a rainy day, then you're playing a rainy day type of game. You're not going to spin the ball very wide. You're going to kick it, you know, so that they can't catch the ball. If it's a dry day, that's where you're going to spin. If it's really windy, short, tight passes. Right. Um, so you, you play the weather, you play the referee. And, and at that level, you, you, you need to, you need to be able to, to, to see that and make those transition, make the tweaks and changes to your game as in the same way that you would against a defense or particular dangers that, that you weren't expecting uh, mm-hmm. for that game. So yeah, they absolutely blew away my, my expectations in every aspect of it. I thought that it was, I thought it was great. Even, you know, even like on the back end, like the, um, the organizational aspect of what they were yes. trying to get done. Um, you could see that, you know, festival to festival, event to event, they were they were getting better at everything. Everything yes. from like the badges, distributing the badges, handling the lines, handling the the fans, uh, handling the N twenty the players that were not playing, yes. getting them involved yeah. in doing things. You know, they were coming Absolutely. up with more interesting things of saying, "Oh, you're not playing right now. Well, guess what? You're going to do that. You're going to give glasses <laughs> away." I think JJ exactly. was giving glasses away at the. Yes, he I'm, was, I'm yeah. going in. He's giving me glasses. I'm like, oh my god. I, you know, sign my forehead, you know, oh, cool, yeah. it was, it was just, it was just a lot of fun that they were just constantly coming up with new, better ways and improving the entire, entire way. So yeah, it, it completely blew away my expectations. The, 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 the location was, was great. You know, oh, yeah. do I Perfect. want it to be better? Yeah. I kind of want it to be better. Um, and it'll be a lot better in another five or 10 years after we've exactly. grown. But I think, point. you know, as it moves, you know, it, it, they've done a great, I love the place they were before. It was a big party. It was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but it was nice to see now that, you know, it's like a stadium and everything. The cameras yeah. are a lot, you know, everything's a little bit more conducive uh, to it. And I tell you, that, that, that loss at the end of the <laughs> season against, you know, New York like that, it's just tough. The, the, you know what? The, the only thing that takes solace on that, I remember listening to an NPR and I, and I actually, you know, because of sports, um, um, psychology and stuff uh, i i've sort of you know i paid a lot of a lot of attention to this so i heard about this and read a little about this uh back in the day there's been some studies and npr actually had something as i said a couple years ago also um they they were looking at champions they were looking at people that that achieved the yes. absolute pinnacle of what was there in their field um and and they looked at uh repeats and they looked at motivation in general. Like, what is it that motivates not just an individual, but a team to be able to to just stay on top and win? You know, just just 
the whatever the highest level there is yes. um and everybody chases after it right the 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 all blacks the 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 box uh the spring box uh the mm -hmm. the, the yankees the the red Sox, the patriots um and the one thing that they they noted as really uh, statistically um a standout is not when, when you when you win the world series world cup whatever it is that's not necessarily the biggest motivator to come back and win it again. The one thing right. that they found to be the the biggest motivator in being able to perform at better and better and better is times where you just missed it. When you you were mm -hmm. this close, when you came in second or third, maybe yeah. when you didn't even come in in third, but you were a close miss. Like it was it was within within hand's reach and it slipped away i'd like i would have thought that that would just destroyed you know if it was me i would have i would i would have thought that it would destroy my my mm -hmm. desire need whatever my my fire uh, but i guess um that's not the case for most people that are at that level something like that is what really burns them uh and gives them the the, the fire that they need to come back and actually win it all you're, you're giving us a bit of hope, right? Because uh, when there's some unfinished business that the Prejacks have, getting that far, playing so well throughout the regular season, um, you have to think that the players have this mentality now that they're all you know, going their separate ways. And most of these guys are coming back, right? Uh, we, we, we believe that the squad is going to be about 70% retained. So those guys coming back, Boy, those games against New Jersey are going to be an absolute murder. <laughs> New Jersey. It's going to be a bloodbath, Yes, guys. yes, they so, are. Oh, man. Yeah. And if not, at least in the stands, everybody's going to understand. It, you know, oh, it's yeah. it's it's going to – oh, my God. We're going to – we're. I mean, that, we're not going to be awful to the, you know, uh, to, no, to to no. to the opposition, but uh, in the stands, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna know that, you know, there's it's the, gonna be up, you know, it's gonna be cranked up a notch in terms of you know crowd volume and, and involvement and stuff like that. It's gonna yeah. feel like a playoff game. Yep, um, every single game. Yep, absolutely. Yep, against them is gonna be unbelievable, and of course, we will bring our you know hundred uh, you know Jacks Rangers and, and uh, First Regiment down to their place at yep. that more that they call that high school stadium there <laughs> down there in New Jersey and, and just absolutely uh, outclass them as we always have uh, down there. So it's going to be exciting. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I'm really, it, it's very, very, it's got me, I'm, I'm actually feeling fired up right now. Um, but ultimately, you know, this is a team that, you know, Scott Matthews said to us on this show, Maybe we were a yep. year too early or we blossomed mm -hmm. a little bit too soon. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these guys, you have to think, that haven't played a lot of playoff rugby no. in their time. A lot of these guys are super young. The oldest guy on the team is Dougie Fife, and he's he's just turned 32, I believe. Yep. These guys are so young. Yes, so Yes, they are, exactly. If we can keep this core together and they continue to develop, this team's going to be scary good over the next couple years. Yep. And that is the goal of the coaching staff is to make sure that this success that they're experiencing right now, it just doesn't fizzle out. We don't want to be a Utah where they get to the Western Conference Finals and this year they were absolute garbage on the pitch. We want to continue to sustain. We want a team that gets into the playoffs every single year. That's what Boston is all about, right? It's that consistency. We always yep. want to be uh as a fan base we, we're not 
tuned in unless this team can compete for a championship. If they can't, people aren't watching. So, um, you know, we, we're kind of spoiled around this area, but it's possible to develop that type of consistency. And I think this organization specifically is the one to do it, right? From the top down, these guys are absolutely awesome at what they do. Um, mags down to TK. Um, so I'm just very encouraged. Obviously, it's heartbreaking what took place, but I'm so encouraged about the next couple of years. It's going to be really a wild ride. It's going to be fun. I'm I'm totally with you. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm going to have to temper my expectations every every season based on who's there. Uh, mm -hmm. But but I think deep down inside, I'm just going to be. I, I'm I'm going to be betting hard. You know, I don't. I'm not a betting person, but I'm just going to be betting hard every single season that we're in the playoffs, and I'm just yeah. going to enjoy the ride into the playoffs. And and mm -hmm. and, you know, the cherry on top will be okay. Now let's watch the playoffs and see what happens. So yes. yeah, I'm I'm going to be going, I'm going to be going every season now with the expectation that we're going to be making it into the playoffs, and mm -hmm. then it's going to be like okay. I had I had wonderful, you know, camaraderie, hanging out with buddies and seeing people, you know, during the regular season. Mm -hmm. Now, now that the playoffs are on, now the war paint is on. You know, oh, now yeah. now I'm bringing the extra loud, you know, vuvuzela. I'm not, I'm not yeah. bringing vuvuzela, but I'm like, <laughs> like I, I, it's it's on. It yes. is on, and like yeah. it's just. You know, that's just going to be the season's going to be an appetizer for you know sitting down at the mm -hmm. at the uh, at the playoffs and just and just you know and, and just going absolutely you know nuts um, for sure. So I'm, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely I'm definitely with you on that one. And and as you mentioned, it you know this this team looks like it's gotten it's got it's it's just it's got legs you know it's got legs it's gonna do really 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 well they've got a lot to build on and and, and absolutely I, I saw what you what you were mentioning about how like maybe we got there one year too early and yeah. and as you said yeah that 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 you know i don't want to see it that way because i would i you know it would have been wonderful to win uh this season but i think that's a very fair analysis of what's going on there um and uh and and it's funny you, you're saying you're getting excited you know i i was just you know kind of coming down i'm i'm, I'm you know I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, because like i you know now it's the off season like what am i going to do now this off season right mm -hmm. uh and now you're getting me all excited talking about all this again uh but yeah no, I've, I've got some big expectations. And the thing is, they're doing everything right. You know, everything, exactly. from, as I said earlier, everything from what's going on off the pitch, everything is going on with youth. You know, got the, they got these youth um, clinics going on this summer. There's going to be one at Brown University uh, in, in August. So, Very cool. um, so yeah, they're, they're doing absolutely everything right. I'm really, really, really excited. And, and I could not be more fired up about what's going to happen next season. And, and the other thing, you know, what's the other thing that they're doing for me is um, – so in, in the United States, uh, or at least for me, um, I didn't have a league to watch. You know, I, I, I knew what was going on with the Providence Rugby Football Club and they were a great, you know, team to watch in there, but, but I, you know, it's not televised, right? It was, yeah. it was because I was there. So I was very, I was very attached to my club and then games, you know, that I would see over YouTube, uh, late night TV, whatever, there was never like a league that I got to right. watch. There was never like a set of players, you know. Yeah, I followed the European, the Northern Hemisphere and Southern Hemisphere, kind of found out, mm -hmm. you know, who was doing well. You got to know some of the players. And yeah, I'm excited for the next test match. Mm -hmm. But the test matches don't, you know, don't happen very often. And being able right. to watch 
you know, one of the, you know, the premiership or, or some of the leagues uh, every single week. Yeah, I, I didn't do that. So being able to have that now, have my, you know, I, I grew up with basketball. I grew up with football, watching it, uh, basketball, football, uh, the Red Sox, also baseball. So it, it, I, 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 I love that aspect of sport, of being mm-hmm. able to you know, just really entrench myself in, in, cause it's like a soap opera technically, right? It's like, you get yeah. to know the players, you get to see every, every episode in a soap opera is the game. And then, and you know, and then what happens afterwards. So it's, you get really invested in the players, the team, the league, mm-hmm. having a league now in the United States where I can know these players, get to know yep. where they came from, see them, you know, a pot roast. I've had an incredible, it's been so much fun to watch him because yes, he, you know, he, he came from Rhode Island. He's, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's, he, he, he plays up in Boston. Um, he, you know, he was subbing in then he started starting and then he was like, you know, offloading the ball, you know, he was yep. doing great off the ball. He was throwing in some great passes also like it's incredible to have like a team where I start really, valuing each individual player mm-hmm. and I want to know their history and I want to care about their future. Um, and the one thing when I saw all these free jacks jumping off and going to do their own things mm-hmm. at first, I was really like, I got me a little bit upset. Right. But then mm-hmm. I realized, you know what? It's like, it's like we're franchising free jacks now. Like now maybe I'm going to go watch this Taranaka team and yes. I'm going to see like, okay, now I'm interested in finding out like, okay, how do I, you know, can I get this league somehow? Is it, you know, can I, can I flow rugby it or some flow Joe, flow, flow, whatever, those, <laughs> whatever it's called. Yeah. Let me, now, let me jump in here for a little breaking yeah, news. Ahead, so, ahead, um, yeah. you know, we, prior to today, we knew that two of our players, Jesse Peretti and also Mills Cervini were going to be playing for Taranaki. But as of today at 6 PM tonight, we broke the news here that uh, Stan Vandenhoven is also going to be joining up with the Taranaki team. So, um, you know, just an absolute, monster stand the man super tall you know great lock um uh all of these guys by the way have multi-year contracts with the free jacks so as long as they don't get a super league opportunity or maybe a uh, um a league that pays more maybe in the northern hemisphere they will their their expectation is they are coming back to the free jacks so basically what's taking place here is people so a lot of people don't understand it's fine because you know a lot of people are new to rugby it's totally cool but the npc season does not conflict with mlr um so these guys what's so cool is they're playing year-round rugby now so they're going to be at they're not going to be rusty at all when they come back into um free jacks uh, preseason yep. camp now obviously uh we know two more guys um uh gosh terrell and also slade is uh, going to be playing in other uh, in other teams um in the npc auckland is one of them and i'm, I'm forgetting the, the turbos i can't remember the name of the, the actual town that they represent or the province rather uh, but um yeah, these guys, it's, it's just a it's a it's a plus if they play really well and they get a Super League contract. Well, that means that they're going to have more money in their pocket, which we should celebrate as not a tier one league and uh, with, with where the MLR is right now. Ultimately, what these guys are doing are they're trying to prove themselves. If they're younger, they're trying to polish their 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 uh, their skills essentially to get these bigger contracts. And it's kind of a bummer for us as Free Jacks fans, but at the same time, it's them improving themselves and uh, the MLR becoming this proving ground where yeah. young talent can come in, and then, of course the older guys as well to help out. You know, make that mix happen with the experience. But uh, it's it's all very encouraging, and it, it can be frustrating. Obviously, yeah. the biggest loss obviously is Bodine Waka, but. Uh, 
He has said that he will come back. Now, but Waka's not an old man at this point. I think he's like 28 years old. So he could potentially play a year or two in Japan and make a ton of money, guys, and then come back and just slot right into the Free Jacks. So um, very good, very good news on that part. I wanted to get a question real quick here. Sure. Um, you know, you got some luscious locks yourself. I used to, but I, you know, obviously I got rid of it with the charity ending. But um, who has the best? Ha- t- ha- excuse me, who has the best hair on the team? Oh, I, uh, well, okay. Hand, uh, it, 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 it's 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 a it's, you know it's a it's a layup, right? I think yeah. I, I think hands down um, the you know the eagle uh, yes. pot roast uh, Kyle Sakira. Yes. Um, you know, I mean he's. Because he's one of the OGs, right? Uh, he's the yeah. one, one of the first ones that showed up, uh, you know, with a, with with a big was a majestic mullet. Um, yes, that just kept getting better and better. But it's, um, but it's almost like uh, I don't, I don't know if it's part of this league or something. And but I'll be honest, and and it's just me. It's just it's just it's just my preference. Um, I'd rather, you know, uh, you know, the mechanic Johnson's hair, Kyle Sakira's hair, Bodine Waka's hair. I much rather like, you know, crazy hair than like frosted hair. And again, I, I, it's some, a a lot of people look great with frosted hair. That's, that's absolutely fine. Um, but, but to me, like, you know, having like the crazy locks and, and maybe, you know, obviously I'm completely biased, um, you know, <laughs> having the crazy locks that, you know, when you're running, it's just going nuts. Every time you hit the hair kind of goes forward and then bounces back. Like mm-hmm. it almost like it accents everything that's happening. It highlights. That, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, and then if it's rainy and like, you know, cause I mean, uh, who was, uh, the French, uh, Caballo, uh, what's his name? Um, not Mateus, um. But it doesn't matter. Um, just you know, in my mind, the crazier and technically the longer the hair, the the the, the wackier it's going to be. If if they start trying to like you know contain it, um, yeah. then then it's kind of like uh, uh, and if they and if it's you know regular haircut but like you know different color frosted, eh, whatever, that's fine. It's fine. But uh, I think I think that thank you for the easy question. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think obviously pot roast has yeah. his hair for, for, for the free checks. His hair has definitely got to be like the best. Now, we did lose. Um, uh, oh, God, I forgot his name from last year. He played uh, eight uh, towards the end oh, of the Billy. season. Billy. Billy yeah, yeah, Billy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Come on, his hair was amazing. You you could tell that player where he was from, you know, from the yep. you know, far side of the field. Uh, there was that one rainy game that we had where his hair just like relaxed, and it was just <laughs> hilarious to see. Um, For sure. Uh, so Billy did have he, he did ha- he he does have uh, you know some really amazing hair, but I, but I think you know pot roast the mechanic waka uh you know they just with the hair and every time they run you know the hair just goes crazy yeah. that that's a lot of fun to watch who's your favorite player um outside of like you know waka and fife um well you know pot roast obviously because he's local um and 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 i've i've, I've got a lot you know um I've, I've had a lot of fun watching him. Um, you know what? I think I think Wilson. I think Wilson's yeah. been a lot, a lot of fun to to pay attention to and watch. Yep. I think like, I think like, I think he he came to you know. I, I think he found the right home in the Free Jacks, and I think the For Free sure. Jacks really started using him. You know, to to the most. And that you know what the thing that I love about him is, um, as far as I'm concerned, when I'm watching him, he just looks like this giant of a man. Right, which is funny because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, but when he's, he's about out your height. There, 
yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> except, you know, he weighs, you know, well, actually, no, it's, he's, he's, he's probably very dense muscle. He's probably, he probably weighs as much as I do, but his, you know, but it's proportionate as opposed he's to me and the beard guy. Yeah, yeah no, he's, yeah. but, but he doesn't look it. Um, you know, his demeanor is exactly. also, he's just such a very, very, very nice guy. The um, nicest. Yeah. Really, really, really nice guy. And he gets out there on the field and like the hits he gives, the field he covers uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the with the ball, what he can do with the ball. Uh, you know, he's just a lot, a lot, a lot of fun to watch. I, I, I think because uh, it's just, it, 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 I feel like that we can't, when he got to the free Jacks, I think he found a good home and he just started getting better and better really, really, really fast. So I love watching him. He is, he is just a lot of fun. And then also, uh, you know, I, 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 I played, you know, in, in the forwards and the scrum half for, for a long time. So my heart's always been with a pack. Um, yep. But he is definitely, you know, being out there in the open, covering so much space. It's just easy to see him, and as a fan, it's it's awesome to you know yeah. to to see things develop when when he gets the ball. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's a lot of fun to watch. He's it's hard to overlook Mitch Wilson with what he yeah. did this season, right? I mean, yeah. he, he coming into this this year, I felt like he was a, a solid bench player. Is the best way yes, I can describe yes, it. Yes. But he took he took his opportunities and and that yeah. propelled him all the way into yeah. Eagle Pool, right? Yeah. I mean, he's I a guy that they they can't overlook because like, guy he's so good yep. at everything he does. It's it's pretty incredible. Um, yeah, he's just he's one of those. He, he's the perfect New England like um, star in the sense that like overlooked guy doesn't you know kind of hard. You're like you look at him physically. You're like, how is this guy a rugby yep. player? <laughs> um, but you know he's like a Wes Welker, Julian Edelman yep, type. You know, exactly, overachieving exactly. to a certain extent. So yeah. I, I think he is the perfect poster boy for the Free Jacks, especially yep. the backs for sure. Yep, yep, and it's exactly. hard to overlook um, Cam Davidowitz. Uh, obviously, oh, you, you mentioned the Eagle so as well. Yep. Cam from uh, a native of Massachusetts, Massachusetts went up to yep. Florida State uh, in New Hampshire and played there. Uh, he's his story is incredible too. You know, development guy that has just gotten better and better, and and even won a man of the match this year. I can't remember the specific game, but I know that he did get a man of the match um, uh, for one of the games. So there's a lot of guys that you can point to, but uh, those two, I just wanted to call them out real quick as as some of my favorite players. And both of those guys, huge fans of the show, or friends of the show, I should say. So that always helps out. Uh, or makes it easier. To hey guys, <laughs> yeah, no, I've had a lot of fun watching them. And then going back to what we were saying earlier about some of these players going off, uh, playing, you know, overseas and then coming back and being tit top shape because they're playing somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. You know, gr- you know, living here in Providence and you know, having recently have lost the Paw Sox, but we had the Paw Sox, which was yes. the feeder team to the uh, to the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. We were yeah. able to go there. We saw Euclid when he was on his way up. A Buckholtz, I think. Uh, through a uh, uh, a no hitter uh, over here, uh, like it, it's it, uh, just there was there, there's so many Jacoby, uh, uh, so many players move you know went through the free jacks and then so when they got hurt they'd come down but but to me um, it's incredibly encouraging to see um, that these players are 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 coming as you said as a solid bench player developing yep. here mm-hmm. then gary gold comes and starts watch you know he comes to our game and now mitch wilson and some more free jacks are are yep. in the eagle pool uh also you know these players are going overseas they're getting contracts to play overseas mm-hmm. um you know yes it, it well it's going to happen it's going to happen the mlr is doing everything right to get to the point where it's going to be a significant league that mm-hmm. players now start looking to go to when they're 
at their peak. Um, but right now, it's just maybe it's just comforting to me because I have a lot of great memories with the Paw Sox. It's mm-hmm. just it's just nice to know um, that that we're in that place right now, and it'll be a lot of fun to now be like, oh yeah, this this what's this team that these guys are going to? Let me go watch that league now. Exactly. And now I'm going yep. to become, you know, you know, in, in rugby being more approachable and easy to find nowadays through the different yeah. channels, it'll be that much easier to start watching another league and be like, I knew that guy. I saw him coming up. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, that's right, going to be right. a lot of fun. I'm, I'm going sure. to really enjoy that. I'm enjoy that moment when it comes. I think there's going to be a lot of Steelers fans now uh, for the uh, the Japan top league there because of Bodine Waka going over there. A lot of people from New England are going to be tuning into those games. And I think uh, – I don't know if they're going to do this next year, but uh, this past season on the Rugby Network, they highlighted a couple Japanese games um, you know, over the course of weekends. So hopefully they'll do that again this year and we can all see Bodine um, in the red and black, I guess, as their colors, those jerseys. Uh, so, yeah, that, that'll be fun. Um, final question here. We're going to have to do a part – three uh daniel which, which okay. is perfectly i'm totally cool with that but this is I'm the final one for this particular episode here okay. from a coach's perspective now i want you to put your coach's hat on take your fan hat off uh what what do the jacks have to do to get better next season what do they need to do in your mind to take that next leap to let's say get to the actual finals not just the conference finals yeah you know what i think everything that they're doing is what they need to do um, okay. and, and we talked about it earlier uh y- y- yes it's it's great to be able to have the dougie fives it's amazing to be able to have the walkers uh, but waka waka developed into that role right mm-hmm. so i i think what i was going to say is we we can't be scared to uh to fill the bench with really great prospects and then not be shy about uh giving those prospects time yeah but it's all stuff that they're doing right now i mean you yeah. talked about you know cam de Winowitz, uh pot roast uh, uh all these players are coming in and you know some of them just just went in as starters but for the most part uh even some of these ones that were starters they were they were they were on the bench for a while and mm-hmm. and and you can't be afraid to be like okay we got to move him in which means that somebody's got to move out um yeah. and and those are those are those are like you know those are scary moments where like yeah this decision of doing that might lo- lose us that this this game yep. um but it might win us you know five or six down the line because now sure. we're giving more more touches to some of these players at that level mm-hmm. uh and they get a chance to refine their craft out there and, but it's it's stuff that they're already doing they're doing now oh my god if the question was um and and maybe this is what we get to save for, for and i'll save this question I'll, maybe i'll think about it and that's cheating right? <laughs> what, right what do the free jacks need to do that they're not doing Mm, to be able, okay. because because my answer it, it, from what i know it's like well you know you, you the things that i would say that they need to have it seems like they're doing right and yeah. you know key things you know key things is like what is your track to be able to bring in talent are you yes. are you are you keyed in well to the local lo- local track international track like mm-hmm. what what is your sphere of influence it's, it's huge it's already really really big right too uh, how strong uh, are? Uh, how strong can you support the entire program? What is your corporate sponsorship? They've been making great steps. They're doing yeah. all the right things. So you have like the large building. Sure. You have the network to be able to pull. You've got the the funding to be able to support it. What is what is your what is your what is like you, you know your 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 coaching team and then also like your nutrition and and like how how, how are you going to build these players from from children from young men mm-hmm. uh, into like 
A1 athletes. Um, and I, I think that I, 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 that's that I don't know very much about, but I, I, it, it seems like they have all that from the discussions that I've had yeah. with them when they came uh, to, to, to hang out with us with youth. They were talking a lot about stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, I, I think they have everything in place. I'll have to think about what are they not doing. Um, yeah. You know, maybe, you know, and maybe I'll come up with a really lame answer. Like they're not, you know, they're <laughs> not going right. out there and getting old, old blacks, you know, uh, yeah. you know, to, to, to join. And if we had five of those, you know, right. May, may, maybe, you know, whatever. I, you know, I just want to put this out there for MLR. You know, if you want to check out New Jersey's books, you know, do a little internal audit on them. I mean, go right ahead. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. That that whole debacle is going to be interesting. Let's see how it uh, works out. I mean, it would be terrible if we lost two franchises um, uh, in MLR after all of this is said and done. But at the same time, you know, when, when doors close, you know, windows open or whatever that saying is, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe we'll get additional franchises elsewhere or better owners or whatever you want to call it. Um, we'll do a little impromptu here. And I want to see if this will work. I'm going to try something real quick. Sure. I'm up for it. Okay. Um, what I'm doing right now is I am going to, let me see if I know. I wonder if if I can pull this off here live with everybody here. Yeah, let's see if this is all right. I, I'm hoping that you can see on the screen here. Uh, Storm along. This is of course our sponsor for with every single episode that the Jacks Ranger Show does here, guys. Um, so this is going to be the Storm Along One Word Association. This is the core lineup of uh, Storm Along's products here. I know that you yourself have at least tried Legendary Dry. Um, we've got Mass Appeal, Light of the Sun, Red Skies at Night, Unfiltered, and Blue Hills. Blue Hills is fantastic. Um, all of these are really good. I have my preferences, of course. I'm more of a sweet cider type of guy, but I uh, just wanted to encourage everybody to you know check out these products um you know find a real a, a real i always say realtor but that's not it a retailer near you um by going to their website and checking out the locations area there um all right so from here uh, in terms of one word associations I'm trying to get back over here to you there we go i'm hoping that you can see me now i yes. can see you i can okay. see you i don't see anything okay. else you and me all right there oh, I we see go. something now. I yeah. see it now. I All see right, it cool. now. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So that's just the core lineup of Storm Along. I was just talking about that. But yep. in terms of um, a one-word association, we'll do it like this. Okay. Um, first one is going to be Rhode Island. What's the, the first word that you... Oh, feisty. Okay. <laughs> perfect, <laughs> perfect. Love that one. That's a good one. Um, how about youth? Uh, um... Uh, I, I would say, uh, what's, what's that word? Damn it. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking, um, uh, uh, legacy. Sorry. Okay. I, I can't find, I can't find the word. Whatever. No, you're good, Sorry, man. Keep going. That's good. Uh, how about rugby? Oh God. Life. Yeah. Rugby is life. Absolutely. <laughs> Love that one. How about free jacks? Hope. That's a very good one as well. It reminds me of Star Wars. Um, <laughs> um, how about um, our, our buddy, a uh, good friend of yours and mine, Alan McLeod? What, what's oh, the one word? Oh, my God. Um, uh, solid. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Great friend. Yeah. Solid. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, final one here is going to be, how about Woodgy, our blue friend? <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I would I would say fun guy. Fun, um, right. and, yeah. and well, I would say fun guy because he's growing on me. He, he's really okay. growing on me. Uh, so, you know, that whole joke about uh, growing on you like fungus. So he's a fun guy. <laughs> yeah. So my one word oh, association, I'm, I'm starting to like him. I, I was freaked out by him at first. And I think yep. it's just because I'm freaked out of, 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 of people in costumes like that. My my girlfriend, same thing. Will not take a picture with Woody. Doesn't want me to no. call him over or anything like that. <laughs> <Nope>. uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, people have referred to him as a Magglesby fever dream, and I think that is a very great <laughs> description of Woody. Um, yeah, yep, Some yep. people have called him psychedelic as well. That's that's uh, that's pretty accurate. Oh too. yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I get it. Yep. <laughs> So um, we're going to say one word to get out of here. And there will be a part three to this because we, we're still missing some questions. But, hey, this is all about the fun. We're an hour and okay. five minutes in here. It feels like we've only been talking for about 20 minutes. So yep. we'll definitely have you on one more time, Daniel. I've got sure. one word for everybody in three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> Woo! Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers Show. I'm joined with Stan, the man, Vanden Hoven. He is joining us from the future. Right now it is currently Sunday at 1 p.m. where Stan is. How is the weather in New Zealand, Stan? Oh, it's a little bit more chilly than old Boston, but uh, yeah. it's been not too bad, actually. A bit of sun, but when the sun goes down, it gets a bit cold. Very good. So I can kind of get a little bit of New Zealand accent in your in your voice, but you're not from there. Tell us where you're from originally. Yes, I'm originally from the Netherlands, um, so Dutch is my first language. Okay. And I moved to New Zealand when I was 18, um, so I spoke all my English here pretty much. That's why I got the New Zealand accent going on a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, what is your origin story with rugby? How did you find rugby? Because, you know, the Dutch, I mean, known for great things, of course, but not really a rugby nation. Uh, so my uh, my dad had a few friends that played rugby, and that's how I knew about it, tried it out, and then just uh, stuck around pretty much. So That's awesome. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, how many people would you say in the entire uh, – I think there's like, what, 13 million people um, in the Netherlands? How many people would you say play rugby there? That's a tough one. I'm not sure what the numbers are, but um, it's grown heaps over the last few years. Like when oh, I started playing um, my club, in the youth, like departments would like struggle to have like a team from just the club itself. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes in some yeah. years, um, but now every youth team has got like at least three, four, maybe even five teams. Okay. Um, so it's like it's growing heaps. I don't know what the numbers are like, but it's heading in the right direction. So, forgive my ignorance. I'm sure there's a national team. Is that something that you've been asked to do uh, to make uh, appearances for? Is it just not something that you're able to do do the travel? Uh, so they talked to me before, um, but when I was in New Zealand, it wasn't really like a viable option because like with right. travel and stuff. Yeah. Um, then I spoke briefly with them when I went to the States. Mm -hmm. um, but I need to see where like rugby is going, if I play and if the time to play. Um, oh. but they're not, they're playing in the pool under the Six Nations now. Okay. Against Georgia and stuff. So Very good. Yeah, they're going in the right direction. Not bad. That's that's pretty good. If you're playing Georgia, yeah, you're doing something right. Um, so a lot of people in the United States, you know, they're not very familiar with the Netherlands. So I've got a couple questions here for you. Um, you know, no no big deal if you get some of these wrong. Of course, you haven't been there in a while, but um, I, I've got a couple questions just for um, our American audience to kind of get to understand the Netherlands a little bit more. So, what type of candy do the Dutch eat more of than any other country in the world? Do you know the answer to this? Well, is that like, do you have the official answer there? 
Um, yeah, so it's not a specific oh. brand. It's, uh, oh. We're looking for a, a type. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. So yeah. licorice, I did not know this. You know, I looked up the facts <laughs> of the Netherlands. Licorice, they eat more uh, licorice there, the Dutch do, than any other country in the world, which is pretty wild. Um, what is the, I'm sure you'll get this one right. What is the national color of the Netherlands? Orange. Orange is correct, and, but it's not on the flag at all. It's actually red, white, and blue, um, but it's like the horizontal version. Not the, um, It doesn't look like the American flag at all. But I thought that was interesting. It's not on the flag, but it is their national color. Uh, what type of liquor was invented in the Netherlands? Well, that's, a, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I got you. I think I stumped you on this one. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's beer, but I was going to go say beer. I wouldn't have a clue. I did find out that you guys are the second largest exporter of beer, but the answer for liquor is gin. You guys invented gin uh -huh. there, but the, the Brits love it, obviously, but it was invented in the Netherlands. Okay, so this was going to be a really easy one. I'm throwing you a softball here, which is an American phrase that you might not get. Um, true or false? The Dutch are the tallest people in the world. Is that true or false? Uh, true. Yes, easy, it is. True. Easy, because Stan the Man is six foot eight, and your countrymen are the tallest people in the world. Um, so the next one might be easy as well. There are, so it's a true or false as well. There are more bicycles in the Netherlands than there are people. Is that true or false? I might have to go true here. It is. It is true. There are more bikes than the entire population. Now for people in New England to understand that, that's like saying that there's more Dunkin' Donuts than people in, um, in New England, which I think might be true. Um, <laughs> Just as a little joke there, but um, let's move. Let's switch gears here. So, you know, we've talked about the Netherlands. That's where you grew up. You moved when you were 18 years old. So that move from the Netherlands to New Zealand, that wasn't family related. Was it simply rugby related? How did that come about? Uh, yeah, so it was rugby related. Uh, so actually, Mike Rogers, he had an academy in the Mount, um, and he was the Bay of Plenty under 19s head coach at the time. And then he needed a few extra players, so I came over. Uh, play club rugby, train his academy, and then I uh, got picked for the Bay on the 19s. And from there on, I managed to get into like the senior team and uh, a little bit of time with the Chiefs and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that's incredible to think that Mike Rogers is the connection um, that brought you, it kind of helped you, you know, get over here, over there. And now, you know, you've, you've linked up with him again uh, in New England. That's awesome. I did not know that. Um, so uh, it must have been challenging. Is it a big like cultural difference from the Netherlands and, uh, to New Zealand? Uh, what was the biggest challenge, do you think? Uh, I didn't really have too many challenges, to be honest, because I like the, the relaxing lifestyle in New Zealand. Like the people are not very judgmental. Right. Um, and I was living with like quite a few other foreign people at the time. So I was okay. like, if you, I wasn't really feeling alone, if you know what I mean. Sure. If yeah. I would have been by myself in a house and then doing the same thing, I probably would have struggled a bit more. Sure. Um, yep. but there was always people and I like the lifestyle in New Zealand. Like it's pretty relaxed and the people are nice. So it was easy to just blend in. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about your transition from New Zealand to the United States. Was this your first trip over here when you joined the Jacks? Yeah. First time in the States. What was your impression of MLR? I know that you've played in NPC and also you were on the squad there with uh, the super rugby team, um, the Chiefs. What was your impression of MLR throughout the season? I would say like physicality wise, it's, it's pretty good. Um, and then maybe like the speed of play is maybe a little bit less than it would be over here. Okay. Um, okay. But still it was like decent level. I didn't really know what to expect, but um, there's definitely some tough games out there. Right. It's yeah. not, uh, not an easy run around. 
that's what we're hearing right now is, you know, this past season that just took place, it, uh, the physicality has gotten a bit better and it's, it's comparable to, let's say, NPC, I guess is a good way to describe it. Uh, what were your impressions of the United States of America since this was your first time over here? Like as a, to live in? Yeah, 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 to live in, yep. I had a, had a great time, to be honest, because um, when I was living in New Zealand, I was living in like a beach place, like it was a bit more quiet. There's still things to do. And obviously Boston is like a proper city mm-hmm. and I quite like the, the city life. Um, so yeah, it, was, uh, it was definitely a good time. That's awesome. We call those folks that like the city life around here city slickers. And I consider myself one too, <laughs> even though I'm from uh, the, the mountains of North Carolina, I'm definitely a city slicker now. Uh, what is your favorite memory of this season with New, uh, New England? Do you have a specific one with the Jacks that sticks out as your favorite memory? Um, probably the Austin, Austin game. That was uh, quite a goodie. Yeah. Yeah, because um, at that stage we're like the number one in the in the East. They're like mm-hmm. the top team in the West. I went over there, arrested a few guys, and then um, we ended up just coming out pretty pretty hard, and we ended up putting them away. So yeah, that was a pretty good. That's just the feeling in the changing room after. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people are pointing at that game, especially players and you know some of the staff are pointing at that game as like their favorite moment because you're right. I mean, on this show, we didn't criticize the lineup by any means, but I think we were surprised by it with some of the guys that we took down there against you know the best of the West at that time and still came out on top. I think it was just a masterclass by um, Scott Matthew and, and the boys, um, you know, and the players on the field obviously helped out with that a bit uh, to win that game. Uh, yeah, awesome. One of my favorite members as well, for sure. How was the atmosphere at Fort Quincy at home there uh, compared to, let's say, NPC crowds? Is it uh, comparable? Is it louder, uh, more ruckus? What would you say? Um, to be fair, like uh, with Bay of Plenty, like we have like a, not like a similar-ish setup for like the stadium. Like the people feel like quite uh, close to the ground. Okay. So I would like compare it a little bit to um, when you play in Taranga with for the Bay. Um, but the people, you know, that they're there, like the people are passionate, like there's definitely um, a good crowd. I was expecting it. I was, oh, I didn't have an uh, expectation for the crowd, but um, every time we play in like Fort Quincy, like, it was a good time. The people yeah. are just there, lots of energy. Like the people are always like, when you walk past them, they're always happy. Like, it's, um, yeah, it's definitely a good, good place to play at. I will say that, you know, the, the atmosphere of Fort Quincy is definitely championship worthy uh, caliber atmosphere compared to, let's say, places like New Jersey. That's a morgue unless our fans are there getting loud. I mean, that's just me punching um, a little bit at them. But uh, you were paired up with ca- uh, Captain Josh Larson in the second row with the Jacks. Um, you know, a lot of the guys that uh, that are a part of this show, including myself, started as second row locks. Um, but so, you know with Josh as the captain and as your partner in the second row, what did you learn from Josh this season? Who's, you know, uh, internationally capped and, and uh, a veteran. Yeah. Oh, I think we just like, uh, shared like with the, even with Regan as well. Like, I think it's just the three of us. We tried to share like our knowledge, yeah. um, just trying to like learn of each other. And I think that, uh, worked pretty well and just knowing what the other guys, their strengths are. Um, mm-hmm. but like, we just, yeah, we learned just like heaps of each other, like, just analyzing what they do uh, and um, just working together pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like just, we see this, are we going to do, are we going to play them? What are we going to do this game? Like just keep like working with each other. And I think it worked pretty well. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, that was one of the the better positions I think overall in the entire uh, team is the is the locker room for sure. Um, this next thing is a brand new segment we've never done it on the Jacks Ranger show, so uh-huh. you're going to be our guinea pig here. So oh, what? I'm, me. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, this question is um, basically like all of the rugby players that play have an expiration date, so eventually you're you know everybody's going to have to move on to other things. So what I'm going to be asking you is what uh, who is the most likely to blank? And you just give me the answer of who on the uh, New England Free Jacks that you've you know been around. Who do you think will be most likely to do this after rugby? Okay. Yeah. All right. So who is the most likely to start a cult? <laughs> cult. <laughs> well, that's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> um. Like what? What do you mean by cult? Like like a little just, group of like. Yeah, like a religious sect, you know, he's going to start his own, uh, you know, religion, I guess. Uh, I might go for eagle. All right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, 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 the cult of the mullet. Yeah, exactly. Um, who is the most likely to become a billionaire after their rugby days are over with? Oh, I might put my money on that JJ there. Oh yeah, for sure. You're right. He's very, uh, he's very studied man. I love you. I know that he likes to read a lot of books. He's a very smart guy. Yeah. He's got a bit of hustle about him, so. Oh yeah, for sure. Hustle is a hundred percent for him. Uh, what is the most? Who is the most likely to be a celebrity outside of rugby? Uh, maybe Dougie. Dougie, yeah, that, that's true. That that blonde hair, yep, for sure. Um, who is the most likely to be a stand-up comedian? Who's the funniest guy on the team? Ooh, stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. There's a few funny guys on the team. <laughs> um, I would say maybe Holdy. Okay. Yeah. Audio Mitchy, I think they uh, go pretty well in front of the crowd. You know, like they could pull it off. Absolutely. Who's the most likely to be like uh, the president or prime minister of their country that they uh, a country of origin? Who's the most likely to be a politician after rugby? Politician. Yeah. Uh, maybe Q. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. He's pretty straight between the lines. So. Absolutely. Level-headed guy. Yep. For sure. Um, so you played with Bay of Plenty uh, in the NPC previously. It was recently announced that you'll be joining two other Jacks in the NPC uh, with Taranaki. How did that come about? Uh, was that just, you know, they reached out to your agent? How did that happen? Um, so originally my plan was to go to the, the Free Jacks and then like go to Europe. Okay. Um, but I really enjoyed the season, so I'm, uh, I'm looking to come back. And then I was nice. looking for um, obviously something to fill like the, the next few months. And I definitely wanted to play rugby. I didn't just want to be sitting around. Uh, so I hit up my agent and told him. So he was like looking around um, what the options were. And then I tried to go back to Bay of Plenty, but um, they weren't too interested because I think they pretty much signed all the locks already. Right. Um, and then I knew the coach from Taranaki from when I was over at the Chiefs. Um, and I knew he was interested for, um, for me to come play here. Mm-hmm. And so they were interested. And I was like, yeah, that seems like a good option. I already know quite a few people here and they're, they're a good team. So... Um, there's no reason for not to take it. That's awesome, man. I'm super excited for you. I'm super excited for all those guys who are going to be playing in the NPC. I mean, ultimately, if we get all of those players back at the Jacks, you know, that's just extra experience for you guys and more time to develop uh, and get better at your craft to come back to the Free Jacks. Now, obviously, we've had some departures um, at the Free Jacks with guys, you know, not going to NPC, going to um, places with bigger money and stuff like that where they won't be playing with uh, the Free Jacks uh, next season. So it's kind of encouraging that you really enjoyed your time and and want to come back and found an option to where you could potentially do that. That's awesome. Uh, that's really encouraging to hear. 
So, um, you know, you were all with the Chiefs in Super Rugby, which is the the pinnacle, I guess, in the Southern Hemisphere for uh, club rugby, that is. What did you learn from being on that roster? Uh, like just, I learned heaps, like from the coaches and then just the players. It's like all the, the small detail and just mm -hmm. being in that environment, like probably like seeing, oh, this is what it like would take to take the extra step, like just doing the extras, like guys putting in like hours of work that you don't really see them do because you obviously see them play, but you don't really see what they actually do. Right. Um, so probably obviously like learn rugby stuff, but probably how they go about their training and stuff. That's probably um, quite a few good things I learned there. Very good. Um, so you get signed with Taranaki. What is your expectations in that moment of like, what's the NPC season going to look like? Do you feel like you guys are going to be contenders or, you know, just kind of trying to have to find yourself in the squad? Like, are you expecting to win a lot of games? What's what's uh, the expectations in your mind with signing on with them? Uh, so they did pretty well last year. They went undefeated last year. Oh, wow. um, okay. But uh, last year there were still two divisions and they went the second one. Oh, okay. This year they changed it to like one big competition. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. But I would say we definitely make make it to the finals. And then it's obviously That's there's awesome. good teams out there. But we, we definitely have a good team as well. So um, Very good. That's yeah, encouraging, man. To predict. Yes, I mean, so if you do well in the NPC season, that you know, the Free Jack did extremely well, obviously. So you'll, you'll have a lot of wins under your belt for this year. Um, we're kind of getting towards the end here, Stan. So... We, we, we do this with all of the international guys on the Free Jacks here. I think you might know what's coming. Uh, give us your best Boston or just general American accent since you were here for a couple of months previously. Well, that's a tough one, but I'll probably just go with the, the Harvard Yard line, eh? There you go. All right. Yep. Okay. I don't hate it. We've heard worse on this show. I, I will tell you that for free. Um, so the final thing before we get out of here, if you can see in the top uh, left-hand corner for me, that is the uh, logo for Storm Along Cider. They sponsor all of our stuff that we put out here. They've got some excellent ciders that are available throughout New England and Utah, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're going to do the Storm Along one-word association. So I'm going to say one or two words. The first thing that pops in your hand, one uh, pops in your head, one word. Throw it back at me, okay? Sweet. All right, New England rugby. New Zealand. Uh, rugby as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the first thing that I think of uh, with New Zealand is the haka. So, but yeah, rugby, oh, yeah. it makes a lot of sense too. The next one is the color orange. Home. And the next one is Netherlands. Uh, family. All right. Final one is Free Jacks. Great times. I agree. For one for fantastic. We appreciate you being on here, Stan the Man. Um, anything, because we're we're only 17 minutes into this thing, I'm going to just open up the floor. Uh, you have any message for the Rangers out there, the, uh, the Free Jack fans? Um, take it away. Uh, I just love the support of, like, uh, all the Free Jacks fans. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely been a good season on the field, but the people, like, um, off the field definitely make it a lot better as well. Yeah. Um, like those a few meet and greets and like at the bars and stuff when we see those people like they're always very uh, enthusiastic and it definitely makes playing a lot more fun uh, for the free jacks so um, hopefully it stays that way in the future or even Absolutely. grows yeah it's definitely going to grow i mean you know hopefully we'll have sold out um stands you know next year with all of the games that would be fantastic that would be some great growth for the game um, in New England. But from here, I'm just going to go ahead and say one word. I think you know what it is to get out of here in three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> Woo!
All right, Rangers, tell us how we did. Send us an email at jacksrangershow at gmail.com. Continue to interact with us on social media. We've been having these tournaments that we do. Uh, this is the second annual of these tournaments that we've done in the offseason here. Just keeping people engaged um, as the offseason continues to roll on. We appreciate your riding with us over here at the Jacks Rangers Show. People always ask, how can you help out the show? My first recommendation would be to give us a five-star review on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. Tell a friend about the Jacks Rangers show. Also, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and Twitch. We're live streaming a lot of these interviews that we do and then putting them up eventually in the podcast form. So make sure that you're subscribed on Twitch, YouTube, and all of the social media platforms. Make sure you're following us over there. Also, we do have a merchandise store on the internet. Go to jacksrangers.com forward slash store to check out all the merchandise that you can purchase to be a true ranger and prove that you ride along with us. Hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did creating it. And we'll see you in about two weeks from now in the month of August for episode 50. We're finally there, the big 5-0. And we'll see you on the next one. Go free, Jacks. Let's ride. Huzzah. (laughs) 